Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Download this on the DA Show's podcast page or its own podcast feed or inside the Odyssey app. That's a good place to listen to all of our content. You can listen to us live inside the Odyssey app. The Odyssey app is free. It houses all of our podcasts as well, as well as the rest of CBS Sports Radio's. It is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Okay, so got to start out with a fire journal because today we had Catalan, Andrew Catalan, voice of the NFL on CBS, as well as one of the voices of golf, including the Masters on CBS, College Basketball, March Madness. Read your fat journal from over the weekend. This weekend was very similar to the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, <laughs> where Mraz and Atlanta jumped out to a 28-3 lead. <laughs> but by the time Kyler Murray threw another interception last night, the comeback had been complete. <laughs> Dessert. He, quote, hunted. The cake had fruit. And the other option was more fruit. <laughs> Quote, it's a wedding. Come on. <laughs> okay. So didn't have much time for dinner. Only had time for seven raviolis. <laughs> now I, I do have to say it, that was a typo. It was 17 raviolis. 17 <laughs> raviolis. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Another quote from our production meeting. I need to be better at publicly declining food. (laughs) It is seven sesame chicken tenders, one fried chicken breast, a scoop of mashed potatoes, Uh a scoop of cream spinach, three pieces of roast pork tenderloin in barbecue sauce. Oh, no. One potato pancake, oh. and now the big finish. Oh, no, 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 no. Cinnabon cheesecake. Oh. Game over. <laughs> Patriots win. <laughs> and do so by comparing it to 
the Falcons collapse in the Super Bowl. Did you think that was a valid comparison? It was. I, I can't criticize any of Catalan's analyst work as well while doing the play-by-play. By the way, fitting both roles in while doing the Fat Journal is very difficult yeah. to play both play-by-play and analyst, and he did that. Yeah, it was, and I think that that was a good spot. That was a good game to get elevated up to the A-team for Catalan there because you're coming off the first Monday night football playoff game of our lifetimes, which coincides with me trying to keep a fat journal, which coincides with me having a wedding I attended on the same weekend. That's a lot of forces making their way at once. Mm. And I I can't hide what I did. If nothing else, (laughs) I was honest in the journal. And I think Catalan was very fair in his assessment of the journal. So, what letter grade would you give the performance by Cat? I think it was an A. I really yeah, it's, do. It's either an A or an A+. Plus. And I, I know that we're always going to compare any... This sentence is going to come out of my mouth. I know we're always going to compare fat journals to Tiki's, Tiki's performance, but the beauty in many ways as the fat journals developed and maybe go to a once a week on it is while I need to be held accountable and I should be looking week to week to make sure I improve upon the previous week... No two fat journal readings will ever be the same in style and integrity. Right. And it was a different style in Tiki's, but it fit Catalan style, and I think that deserves an A. Last week, Tiki brought down the house. That's one of the all-time moments. We've already talked about whether it could be the number one already of the 12 DAs. Tiki's clearly an A and A+. Cat's an A and A+. Let's rank some of the other ones. Let's grade some of the other ones. Okay. How'd you feel Sheps went? My weight, 272. I assume that counts. Uh, my first intake, 7 a.m., a small hero roll with an emerald chicken, ham, Swiss, and black peppers. 11 a.m. Eastern time, of course. Blueberry, banana, strawberry, peanut butter, almond milk smoothie. Mmm, mmm, do it. Exercise, bicep curl, 60 total reps. Wow, 45, 55, 70 pounds, 220 crutches, 125 pounds resistance. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Leg curl, 60 total reps, 60 pounds, 65 pounds, 80 pounds, leg extension, 70 total reps. 50, 65, 80, 95 pounds. I'm killing it. 42 minutes. Elliptical. That's what I'm talking about. One to one half mile walk with Eli, the great Eli, might I add. I feel great. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Let's move on to the afternoon, 2 p.m., where there is no rest unless you're Joe Judge because he's not going to renew the contract, at least in his mind. Now, chicken, tomato on a sandwich, then 10 New Orleans-style chips, mm-hmm, delicious for dinner, three low-sodium turkey roll-ups, a, a lower sodium stuffing inside corn and asparagus. This was my best day this week. Have you been walking any dogs in this cold weather? I have been, yes, sir. Not everyone's uh, not everyone's hosting like you are the last ten years nationally. So I got to make do with what I have, you know. No, I'm I'm not I'm not judging it. I'm asking you: Have you had to be outside of this cold weather walking dogs? Yeah, the, uh, the weather doesn't break for anybody. You run a marathon, you can do anything you put your mind to. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Tiki can, uh, you know, can definitely make that claim as well. So to be honest with you, I should be paying dogs to walk them, not dog owners paying me to walk their dog. Well, I guess I'm going to give it a C. It wasn't a train wreck. It wasn't a D or an F. I think he did a good job without fully knowing the bit of reading through. And I think he did a very honest job in what I wrote. There wasn't a lot of over-exaggeration. But I think, Shep, you're always going to lose points when he comes across disingenuous with mm. the puckering up and going off what we're doing to to tell everybody how great, you know, our show is and everything. It just – and then the marathon, he had to slot in and make sure he reminded our audience he ran the marathon. That's big-time deduction points. He was, he was hurt a little bit by time constrictions. That was the last segment of an hour. Yes. We only had a short amount of time, so we told him, hey – Kind of stick to the nuts and bolts. We only have like three minutes or something like yes. that, four minutes. So he comes out of break and he does it and he kind of races through the reading. But then when he's done it so fast, we have time on the back end of that. I start just small chit-chatting with him, small talk. And that's where he dug himself the hole. Huge hole. Where he tried to gloss you. How does this happen to a guy that of, of this stature? Then he tries to gloss me, you know, how great the show is. Then I say, why are you walking dogs or something? And he's like, well, not everybody can have the career that you have had, DA. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't be walking dogs, but, like, why are you doing that, like, before a show? Or I forget how that came up. Whatever it was, you were not wrong in the way you asked. He took it the wrong way. And 
so then, you know, it just becomes then out of nowhere, I get paid to walk dogs. I should pay the dogs to walk them. How much I get out of it, it's spiritual. And then he gets into what charities you should give to. And it just became like, it went from the fat journal to like a Shep Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah, I I agree. I think it became the weirdest rant of the week, pushing Joe Judge's 11-minute postgame rant back to number two. It It was weird. It had all the makings. And it made me question whether a dog should get paid to have be allowed you to walk them. I think about it every time now since. We had Jacob Wilkins do the reading. I thought it was Jacob was very good. Probably yeah. a B. B. Good. I mean just a solid workmanlike. Yeah. It was nothing flashy and nothing awful. It was Jacob not tanking anymore. Because remember, Jacob has had A plus moments and F minus moments on the show. <laughs> And I think that Jacob now has just found a steady groove in his career that when he comes on, he's going to give you give you a solid B's all the way through. And which is nothing wrong with that. You graduate, you get a nice degree with a B. Got some laughs. Yeah. So we had we had me, Bilotti, and Bogues to lead off, then Tiki, then Shep, Jacob Wilkins. Oh, the Dettino controversy. Paul Dettino. So Paul Dettino and you have had a bit of an uncomfortable relationship. He's covered the Giants for many, many years. He has not been happy that maybe you're less of a journalist, more of a character, and that you're hosting some post-game shows and podcasts about the Giants. Yes. Within take, the company. Yes. Taking some shots at you. Pete reached out to him. You didn't know that we were serious or didn't pay attention to the text thread when we were on it, and we decided this. We were ready to run it. I said before the break, do we have Paul ready to go? And then you melted down behind the scenes and refused Pete playing it. I did. Well, I mean, that's not entirely true. I just was more, I can't believe I was blindsided by that. And then I had to be brought into the exchange of where the misinformation of thinking I could be blindsided was. And I I feel like as an adult, I owned why maybe you guys weren't at fault. And I do think that maybe you guys, including Pete, I think kind of laughed at the me versus Paul Dettino stuff without knowing that it was more deep-rooted than it was. Either way, I thought all that was well ended well. Pete didn't talk to me for the rest of the day, even after we played it. But we ended up playing it. I think it came across on air well. Uh, and I definitely have less of a vanilla frostiness towards Paul Dettino <laughs> afterwards. No, frostiness is if it's really cold. Not, yeah, like we have an icy, cold relationship. Okay. I've not, not icing. Not icing. You're right. Those are two. <laughs> icy, icy, cold. Yes. Icing, icy. Okay. Fair. So we were on a text thread the entire show. We were brainstorming who to get, and we brought up Paul Dottino. I said, go for it, Pete. As I try him, if not, we got the fallback of this. Pete's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get it. You're on the text thread. You don't pay attention. It's a busy day at your household. Pete goes through the the effort of getting Paul, writing it, sending it to Paul, recording it, editing it, getting it ready to go, and then you flip a, a lid during the commercial break, and Pete was PO'd. Pete oh. thought you were being a baby, and he also thought if you want to say no to something, you better pay attention. And his quote was, pay a damn tension. Pay a damn tension. Somehow inserting damn yep. into attention, which is... Interesting. So that day, after you had green-lighted it and said, fine, play it, we played it. It didn't get the reaction it should have because we were all a little uncomfortable at that point in time, and Pete was basically fuming. The rest of that show, Pete turned his whole back to you and only looked at the side control side, the, the side <laughs> of the control room. He did. While you were on the other side, he would not look at you the entire day and let alone talk to you. Forget it. And I definitely tried to change the subject and bring up other things, whether they were show-related or, oh, did you see this on Twitter? And I was met with very brief one-word, yes, no, yes, no, like that kind of stuff. And I could just tell, all right, well, we had gotten to the point where I, I think I had apologized to Pete and told him how right he was twice on air, and he still was turning his back to me. And this came, I think, on the day after last week's PGP where yeah. we explained how great everybody was getting along when we were going to do Festivus. Yeah. And that happened. So 
yeah, it was I bothered me the rest of the day. That carried over to Thursday or Friday show. I forget which one. Pete was still very icy to you. He still was shifting away from you. <laughs> didn't want to look. You didn't want to engage. Not a lot of pre-show conversation between me and him either. Now, I don't remember if that was Friday and we came back on Monday and it was okay, or that was a Thursday and we came back Friday and it was okay, but it did thaw. Pete has now been fine with you. Yeah, yeah, we're getting along great. I, To be honest, as I speak, I'm losing track of my days as well, but you're right. And, and we're also in this weird spot, and it happens between all of us, where we're up really early in the morning, like really early in the morning. So when you walk into work, who knows what's happened with each other's nights the night before? Who knows how well we slept the night before? But, you know, we turn on the lights, turn on the microphones, turn on the cameras, and we have a good time. But oftentimes that, you know, half an hour, 15 minutes where everybody's kind of feeling each other out, you almost have no feel of who's – is anybody angry at who? Who's in a bad mood? And Pete, I could have assumed that day was more upset or like we're just like tired and one morning me. And then through two hours it became obvious he was still very angry the day before. Oh, yeah. No, he was carrying That's that That's what I mean. You know what I and, mean? And that was one of the times that he's been as angry as yeah. ever at you was that day. Because yeah. he felt like he went through all that work and you just, by being a dunce, had submarined him. I, and I understand that. I understand that if you put in a lot of work on something and then somebody else wasn't, I guess to quote him, paying a damn attention to something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then your work goes for not, you're going to be really annoyed and really ticked off. So... I had to swallow my pride there and understand, yeah, okay, then I am in the wrong there. I missed something. (laughs) He put in the work on something. I can't block his hard work on that or discourage him because if I was in his shoes, I would be angry too. I walked out of my studio to go by your studio, and I heard him yell as loud as I've ever heard him yell at you. I don't know what he said because I just caught the end of it because my door closed Mm. and your door was closed. But it was loud, like yeah, it was dragon breathing fire at you. There were curses. There were de- I can't quote every quote, but there was <laughs> definitely a I'm sick of this bleep. And Pete's very big on it. if he gets very animated, angry, very. And this is like a rare. <laughs> Pete has weird mood swings throughout. He does like a chop on his hand where he'll take one hand. And, like, have it on the side, and he'll use the other hand like a flat piece of paper. It's almost like he's trying to do a rock, paper, scissors thing, and he will animate, just chop his hand and pay a damn attention. You know, I'm sick of this bleep, and, you know, I, I you, know, you got to tell me if they, and it always back to this. And I just sat there, and I took it, and it reminded me of, like, doing something I shouldn't have done as a kid and my mm-hmm. dad yelling at me. And what am I going to do there? I'm going to fight with him back? I mean, no, under he... the circumstances, I, I felt like I fairly examined the whole situation. I understood where I was coming from. I put myself in an understanding of where Pete was coming from. I saw his end of it, and I yielded. <laughs> but wasn't good enough. He had to blow off his steam and continue the next day. And now I start to wonder if, in that spot, obviously now that I just keep thinking about this, if Pete's, like, looking for me to fight more and not apologize. You know what I mean? Like, he was really mad at you because he thought you were going to fight back? Well, I'd already fought him on it. I heard his side of it. And I think this happens in a lot of relationships, whether they're work, friends, home. I think that there, it takes a certain quality of person I do to, in the middle of a fight, hear somebody's argument and then go, you know what, forget it, you're right. But be serious that you're hard. right. It's very hard. It's very hard. So when somebody actually does that, we don't know how to properly react to that, Right. Like, the point of a fight should be, at the end, oh, well, okay, yeah, I did win this. You see my point. But people then don't want that. They want you to fight back with it. And I think Pete was actually got angry to a point that I finally said, no, you actually are right. I'm sorry. And I, maybe it came across as sarcastic, but I was serious. And he, he just was looking for me to yell more, and I was done yelling. That was intense. So the, the Fat Journal has led to a few intense moments here. Now, at this wedding you went to Saturday night, we discussed this on the air, but you had a Saturday night wedding because the couple, how is it related? This is Danielle's cousin, Danielle's is the bride. Danielle's cousin, yes. Danielle's mom's sister has three daughters. So Danielle and those three daughters, her cousins, all grew up, in essence, like sisters. Okay. They were all very close. So family. one of them got married. Yes. They were originally going to have the wedding on the Saturday of NFC and AFC Championship game weekend, so no games. 
It then got moved back two weeks because they wanted more separation between the wedding and the bridal shower, uh, the baby shower. Yes. So they moved it back to this past Saturday night, which is wildcard weekend Saturday night. Much of the groom's family is Bill's fans from upstate New York, Rochester, Buffalo, right. et cetera. This happened to fall on the exact date and time the Bills were playing the Patriots in the wildcard playoff. So not only did your friend in the situation, Mark and Buffalo, have to fly down from Buffalo despite having season tickets to the Bills and had tickets to this game, it ended up a lot of the wedding did as well. You were unaware until you got to the wedding. Yes, and I do think an important anecdote, again, is the groom himself is also a Raider fan, and the family that actually lives down here that's not from Western New York are all Raider fans. So you had both Raider and Bills fans which created this whole cascade of now many, many people annoyed and ticked off. Because the Raiders end up playing the Bengals earlier in the day. Yeah. And so the groom is missing the second half of his playoff game. Yeah. And then the rest of the family is missing the entirety of the late playoff game. Yes, exactly. The whole deal. So it was just, it was, I guess, on the forefront of a lot of guests' minds, internally trying to be nice people, only talking within their households of, frankly, how much BS this is that we have to go to a wedding and it's the playoffs. That would be really hard on me if we threw a wedding and I knew everybody in the place was aggravated. Yeah. That would it be does a, take away from that'd it. That would be really tough. It does. It, I, I think it takes away from it, and I think it's weird because in that scenario, you don't want to sound selfish as a guest. So you blow off your steam in your own house to whoever your wife may be. You have a brother or some invite. This is ridiculous. Then you show up, right, and you try to put on a good smile. But internally, you're not actually happy, and you're not actually focused. You're running out to the bar. You're looking at your phone. All the things we discussed. Ultimately, though, DA, when guests at this wedding sort of build steam, and re- oh, that's the mor- morass from the DA show. It mentions it's the same wedding, and people started sharing it. If you didn't hear it, hey, look what he said about the wedding. People started to feel like, oh, all right, we have a rallying point here. Other people are feeling the way I am. It's okay to feel this way and not feel selfish. And it led to what can only be described as one of the most unbelievable turning points ahead of a wedding. The fact that a bride had to declare it was okay for people to watch the games so that people didn't hate her at her own wedding. So she has to get on the PA. Stunned to a news. And she says, it's okay to watch the games on your phone. Just make sure that when things get a little serious and there's big dances that you're out of the dance floor, you're paying attention. Exactly. Which I think was a fair enough compromise under the circumstance because you no longer had to feel as if you were a bad person or I'm going to really hide this and run into the bathroom. It was okay to say, okay, I'm sitting down in a meeting. I'm watching the game right now. And maybe that stinks for her, but you know what? Lesson learned. Don't have a big event. Is Six playoff dates. Avoid one of them. Uh, it's not that hard. Right, and honestly, there's only two Saturdays. It's wild card Saturday right. or, or divisional round, so there's really only two dates on the football calendar because who has Sunday weddings? It's very people rare. People do, and people get annoyed, and you shouldn't. But I'm I'm trying to say... But if you're going to do a Sunday wedding, you have 50 other weeks of the year. Right, exactly. I'm Nobody's exactly. going to really beat you up if you have a Sunday in right. April. The point is, if you're targeting a Saturday wedding, and maybe this is different... You know, some places in the South and Midwest where college football would take priority over the NFL, then you just reverse the dates. But, yeah, I mean, know the, know the audience. And, and again, that's where my problem is with the groom. Because, sure, two months ago, did you think the Raiders, after everything that had gone wrong, were going to make the playoffs? So maybe you didn't care as much. And I understand, okay, have your soon-to-be wife pregnant, you have to figure this out. But you got to know, like, when they're so worried about separating the shower, you have to step in as the groom and say, I'm just telling you, you could do with this date, but you're going to annoy a lot of people, and you're going to have a lot of people not paying attention because it's the playoffs. It's your duty as an NFL fan to relay that to your wife who may not know. Also, I don't think you can build the wedding date around the bridal shower. I think— Well, the baby shower, yeah. The baby shower, rather. You have to build the wedding date as the wedding date and then let everything else become ancillary. I agree. Having your cake and eating it, too, there gets you jammed up. And this is— the. I guess maybe some of the problems with a, a shotgun wedding. You're trying to do the right thing by the bride and mother-to-be. And they say, got pregnant earlier than they thought. Right. So now, well, we're going to try to get this wedding in, but we don't want her to miss out on a baby shower also. But it's a lot to ask, you know, I guess specifically the females, because the males don't go to the baby shower, to sh- to pony up and get gifts and show up two weeks apart, which was there because the baby, I think, is coming in March. 
it was a lot of hurry up offense. It was a lot of yeah. we got to keep the ball rolling. You get jammed up. So they looked at it and said we got to pivot off this wedding date and see if this date let's separate it by a month, which screws the guys at us. We're not the ones going to the baby shower anyway. And what you do is you line up this upcoming Saturday, or, or I should say NFC Championship game Saturday for the wedding, and then you just push the baby shower right. out a month and make it, what, then that's mid to late February. Or reverse them. Just have the baby shower earlier. Do right. the baby shower this weekend. Well, that's a great point, too. And push the, uh, None know, of the wives are going right. to care if they miss the playoffs. What, whatever it is, the week or two weekends after the Super Bowl, have the wedding then when you were having the shower. What? I'd be more than I'm looking for something to do in February with the football season. I'd be dancing the whole night away, loving my loving life. You railroaded yourself. And it's just football takes priority. I mean, we saw it on Christmas Day. The NBA gets pushed to the side when the NFL comes in. You're gonna get pushed to the side as a bride if you throw a wedding on a football on a football. It's true. Weekend. It really is true. Well, thankfully, all's well that ended well because the Bills win. So everybody in the wedding's actually very right. happy. Rallying cry, as right. you had noted, they they felt okay to watch. We had vented about it. They felt heard. You had yes. a lot of people in that wedding that felt heard, that Voices their heard. grievances yep. were heard and then listened to, and the bride made the change, and you said it was very happy, yep. happy wedding all night long. Yes, and, and all of these people, including myself, you know, when you consider us having kids at home, rare nights out, and there we are all enjoying our dinners away from our loved ones. You know, the women sitting to their side of the table. The men, you rarely see that at a wedding. Usually couples sit next to each other. But it was something that every couple in there just had to accept. If you wanted to watch the game, you were going to sit next to somebody who wanted to watch the game. And that was the end of it. Were there some ladies that also were into the Bills game? There were. There were. In Bills fact, fans, they they all types of demographics. And again, the way the room is situated, I'm not talking to a bunch of people I necessarily don't know during the wedding and what's going on there. But... There were times, because I even aborted at points in the fourth quarter when it was clear the game was over. All right, I'm going to get out there. There was a, a great musician playing great music. I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be the good sport here. And I I, I'm tell, I told you the story. I looked at, there was a, a, a female sitting there, and I thought she was filming what was going on the dance floor. She was quite literally dancing with the app on the phone, and I could see she was watching the game. Like, And it looked the same as somebody would look filming. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, that's dedication. I'm going to dance and watch the game at the same time. Finally, a big point of uh, controversy at this wedding was whether the Morgan Freeman reading your inner monologue was truly Morgan Freeman or not. Sweatpants, a Kevin James sitcom, and a third bowl of flaming hot Cheetos. That's what life is. Do I force myself to go to the bathroom before I leave for work? or risk an oopsie in the car. That's living. Sisters who hate me. A mother who raised me to lie about farts. A father who is running an illegal backyard drinking establishment. I'm lucky to be alive. Sometimes the Bayou Bear will ask me why I stare out into the sunset every night. I guess... I just miss my dips. Which, ha- I mean, here we are 20 minutes into a PGP, and we only get to that, which is a crazy moment. Yes, uh, so those who didn't care about the football take at the wedding, I couldn't believe the conversation over glasses of wine over Morgan Freeman. My mother-in-law... Danielle's mom. Danielle's mom. I didn't know this had, I guess, the night before whatever gathering they had put together that I wasn't at, could not believe and thought it was the coolest moment in the world that Morgan Freeman was narrating my nice. voice. And apparently it caused several arguments oh, between no. people of saying, absolutely, that's Morgan Freeman. And others saying, there's no way they got Morgan Freeman. That's an impersonator. So much so that they were slowing down certain words. And several people came up to me saying, we need to know because this one says it is, but I swear it's not, or I swear it is. This one says it isn't. And my mother-in-law basically emotionally fighting with people that I would never be fooled like that. She knows DA. It's definitely Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. I feel like I now know it wasn't Morgan Freeman, but it kind of feels like Santa Claus as well, where I think I'm just going to ignore that belief and believe in what's real. Well, what makes you believe it wasn't? Pete's reaction since. 
laughing about it, giving me a lot of, yeah, Morgan Freeman, okay. And I don't, it just, he's not telling me, but it's just, I've tried to, I don't know. I'm getting a sense. I wonder if Pete is trying to rope-a-dope you into questioning yourself because he oftentimes likes that. He does. When he, when he gets your head spinning that you think you know something and then you, you don't, that doubt he loves. He celebrates the doubt. He does. I, I know I listen at least five times over the weekend because much like an episode of The Sopranos, there are things you miss within the script. Absolutely. So that were very, very, very funny. Very funny. But I, I tip my hat, and I'm just going to accept in my life that that was Morgan Freeman. And in the back of my mind, if I have that seed of doubt that maybe it wasn't, it almost doesn't matter. Because if I say it is, and enough people at a wedding believed it was, then it was. And that's all that matters. What were some of the underrated lines that you went back and you laughed at? I can't stop laughing at my sisters hate me. Like For, <laughs> for some reason, that one just keeps pinging, and it makes me laugh so, so hard. Like, that almost overshadows the whole thing. Like, that line... Just sticks out unbelievably. Obviously, the mention of the Bayou Bear is very funny. Um, I, the the ending too. To end with the, I'm just going to enjoy my dips <laughs> or the paraphrase. As the music fades out, I just miss my. I dips. just miss my dips. Is it's Michael's? Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. I love when Morgan Freeman pronounces "oopsie." Oopsie. <laughs> I had an oopsie. <laughs> it's so good. And I'm probably going to listen to it again on the ride home. Oh, I'm just so glad it was such a topic of conversation at the wedding that people loved it. I couldn't believe Like, I couldn't believe it was. I And I had no idea that was going on. <laughs> no idea. My brother-in-law from North Carolina came up, and he was like, I think it was Morgan Freeman, but my wife, and I'm like, this is crazy. This is insanity. And as I said, we had several people that I didn't know from their family that are listeners to the show from Western New York, like who that's their morning were their morning show. And they were that was such a big topic with people. It was a lightning rod topic. Was that Morgan Freeman segment? Well, it's an A-list actor that read something ridiculous for our show. I'll say this. If you don't think that's Morgan Freeman, it's only because you don't think we're big enough to get Morgan Freeman or that Morgan Freeman wouldn't do it. You can't listen to that and say that's not Morgan Freeman. It sounds exactly like Morgan Freeman. There's no moment in it where you're like, no, he doesn't pronounce that word that way. It's, I agree. It is Morgan Freeman's voice. The only reason you would doubt it is uh, he would never do something that silly. I'm glad you brought that up because a big, big discussion through our Twitch viewers, for some that believed it was Morgan Freeman and some that weren't, the argument back that it wouldn't have been were several people saying, no, 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 that's definitely Frank Caliendo doing Morgan Freeman. Well, hold on here. You don't think that we're big enough to have Morgan Freeman read it, and this is what bothered me, but we're big enough to get Frank Caliendo to read it? I mean, Frank Caliendo's a really, really big deal, too. <laughs> so what? You know what I mean? Like, if we could right. commit enough to getting Frank Caliendo to do it, then why couldn't we attain Morgan Freeman? And again, I had nothing to do with this, clearly. It was a surprise to me. But that one bothered me when I saw that argument, and you put it a good way. That makes sense. Why, why would you think that it could be Frank Caliendo, but it couldn't be Morgan Freeman? Okay, this is good. I want to play some Caliendo as Morgan Freeman and see if it's accurate because, I don't know, I think I've heard Frank Caliendo's Morgan Freeman and it's good, but it's not what we heard, which would make me believe that you're just looking for a reason for it not to be Morgan Freeman if you believe that that's Caliendo. And it just shows you, in this day and age of social media, and again, this was in the middle of a really odd <laughs> 20 minutes of the week for me last week. Because it, uh, my head was spinning because I was I was so caught off guard. I mean, to put yourself on my show, complete. You said you had a surprise. I didn't know that this was this. I was so caught off guard. I got emotional because I love the script and I I'm a big Morgan Freeman fan. And then that led to whatever I was screwing <laughs> up because I couldn't think straight. Because then I was processing how the heck we got Morgan Freeman. I melted down. I had my my mind was butter and it was it, it got uh, frankly it got ugly. It did. <laughs> But all of that happening, and then just to see that people can't just be happy about it, right? No. 
They all, you know, it's got to be, how dare he think it's Morgan Freeman? And then other people fight back, why wouldn't he think it's Morgan Freeman? And everybody said just enjoying what was an awesome five minutes of surprise radio. Everybody's just got to eat each other on social media about it and fight. It's disgusting. That's true. That's true. That's what we've become, just a nation of everybody fighting with one another. Well, I'm glad that the wedding ended up good because I like good weddings. I like when couples are happy. They put people in a bad spot, right. but it ended up being happy and fun, and that's great. Fun time. Again, I'm going to read it. Food wasn't great. Fun time, though. <laughs> fun time. All right, that is side A. Here comes Bogues on side B. How to do, do to do. This is Mraz, and how are you? It's side B of the PGP. If you're listening, you just listen to side A of the PGP. And as I'm learning right now, as I continue to read more books than I've ever read in my life, Oof. B comes after A. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I am very big. My daughter's very big into the ABC book right now that I've read every night for the last seven nights, Bogue. So how are you? I'm doing well. So you're reading more books because you're reading kids' books? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not adult books. No. In the irony of all ironies, I didn't even think we were starting here. Obviously, this is all off the cuff. My daughter, Taylor, who just turned two, has a huge obsession, huge hobby, books. Obsessed with books, which if you've listened to the show, Mm. followed the show, you would know I have a huge obsession as well. Not reading books. So being the good, capable father I am, I said, well... I want to take if I want my daughter to be interested in things I'm interested in, watching football games and whatnot. I'm going to be interested in things she's interested in. I'm going to be the book reading dad. I sit there as she lays in bed, I read the books. She picks out the books. She knows what each book's about, and I read them. I feel like I'm becoming more astute now because I am back to reading books. So you think that your intelligence is growing because you're reading an Elmo book or Disney princesses or something like that? These are not fairy tales. I'm reading. Oh, they're not. No, they're educational books. Okay. There's a lot of counting. There's a lot right. of let you know, like like A, uh, A. It's it's Disney book. It's uh, you know, whatever. You get up to L. L is for Lilo leaps on a leaf. Right. You know, W, Woody, you know, whizzes by on his wagon. And know? these are things you feel you didn't know and you had to learn? No, I shouldn't say. I know the alphabet. Okay. Clearly I know the alphabet. But I don't know. I guess I never really thought about alliteration before. This is just one book example. There okay. Is just, I don't, it just sharpens the mind, Bogues. I'm not saying I specifically, oh, I didn't know this existed because I'm reading this. It's just I'm sharpening the mind. Right. Now, I'm I, seeing words. I'm reading words. Maybe it's going to make me a better speller long term. That would be helpful. I, I mean, I have a, I could probably introduce a few. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Two more advanced books on spelling... Sure. Punctuation's a big thing that you're not good with either. But I'm sure she'll get there and I'll have to read those too. Right. So if we're going to redo or for the first time do your education alongside your two-year-old daughter, oh. I'm all for it. But I think the point remains. Redo. I got to redo. Yeah. I think the point remains is that you should already be confident where you don't need to be swayed by sure. toddler books. But you got to realize She's she's not reading me the book. I'm reading her the book. I mean, we know that that's going to flip at some point soon. Like, probably when she's four, roles right. will reverse. You'll go, ooh, let's read this one. She'll go, sure, Dad, sit down on my lap, yeah, and she'll read you to sleep. True. She's starting to memorize them. But the truth is, Bogues, that in many ways, uh, being a father, like I am, is going to, I think you you said, I never thought about it that way, redo my education. And, and I'm not going to do the work of sitting in the classroom, clearly. Mm. But I'm sure homework's going to come home. Yeah. Uh, many books, you know, summer reading projects. I'm just going to have to own it. I'm going to have to be that dad because I'm more than capable of doing it. Yeah, new math sucks. That's for sure. Yeah. Gone down that road already. Do you feel smarter because your kids are in school? Um, I don't feel smarter because they're learning multiplication tables. Okay. I, I am realizing the amount of things I don't remember anymore and things I used to be able to do, huh. that, or at least my uh, recall time has decreased. Okay. So maybe, you know, maybe I knew Nina, Pinto, Santa Maria, Ana Maria, and Regina better than you did because my kids recently learned Regina. It. I'm just throwing extra ones on there that rhyme okay. with Santa Maria. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it probably helps to kind of jog the memory, but I don't think I'm learning many new things. Okay. So on that note, I'm glad you brought up the boats. More stunning revelation to you last week. I go to the wedding. I mean, last week was a doozy. It is. It really was. So I'm going to give you two options here. Okay. Because we were all texting amongst each other during that Bengal Raider game at the end before Bill's Pats had even kicked off. And I gave you guys kind of the blow-by-blow what was going on at the wedding. You couldn't believe announcements were made at the wedding. You couldn't believe that people had been galvanized. You couldn't believe that we were sitting apart from our significant others at tables eating dinner to watch games. That happening and people actually rallying behind me to watch I mean, the games of course at a did. wedding. Or... The minutes that unfolded on the air following the Morgan Freeman thing where I started melting down and just screwing up 12 years worth of uh, West Babylon education. Yeah, I, I'm i going to have to abstain from the Morgan Freeman answer for a second. So let me focus on the wedding. Because this happened also as well on Monday's show as you guys went back through the wedding and right. you gave us all the details on the air. And DA said, good for Buffalo Mark and good for you guys. And I'm thinking... They're not the ones we're looking for a win here for. Like, these poor people got married. Yes, they picked a, a difficult day for some people. but For most people. But you I, have six NFL playoff dates, folks. Sure, but I don't think that they need to make their wedding plans based on the NFL schedule. Now, if you want to say don't book, because people complain about holiday weddings. So if you want to say don't take away my Memorial Day, don't take away my 4th of July, don't take away my Friday after Thanksgiving— like that I can that conversation I can have. I don't think that your cousin in law needed to count playoff games in their wedding thing. And so I feel like they're the ones that 
are the are the kind of the victims here, so to speak, by everybody being pissed at their wedding. Like you guys should have been adults and not pouted about there no, being football games I, at their I wedding. Completely disagree. Look, TV ratings dictate this. All right, we just saw <laughs> what uh, eighty-five of the top one hundred things viewed this past year were football games. Sure. Right? With all due respect, and I love all the sports. I would be annoyed if uh, you know the Nets finally were on the verge of winning an NBA Finals. It was Game Seven. I happened to be invited to a wedding the night. I might bail on the wedding, but okay. I'd be annoyed if the Rangers were about to win a Stanley Cup and they were doing it right. right. World Series, uh, even the National Championship game. To me, I think most companies have about ten company holidays they give you. I think it is a very more than fair, more than fair ask for ten company holidays and six playoff dates: the Super Bowl. Championship Sunday, both dates on Wild Card Weekend, both dates in Divisional Weekend. That's asking you out of a 365-day calendar to remove 16 potential dates. Find another date. I'd go on a weeknight Wednesday before I want to go on Wild Card Saturday. Right. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's, I, and you're putting people in a bad spot. And by the way, you're asking for people to not pay as close attention to your wedding. You just by being so defiant or or oblivious or both. Unfortunately, you're asking for it. Yes, yeah, that's not on the guests. I'm I'm still gonna f- flip and be on their side. That it's fair of them to ask that you pay attention to their hopefully lone wedding day and not what really is is a random Patriot Bills playoff game or in anything. Hind- okay, in hindsight, it did become a random Patriot. No, no that- but it always is a random game. Like my point is. Well, hold on, hold on. Giants Packers in 2007. That ice game or the ice bowl. Sure. We we knew going in this was going to be sub-zero wind chills. You had the potential for one of the most epic playoff games in NFL. It didn't turn out that way because the Patriots think the Bills rolled. Now, you mean to tell me the reaction if that game is 28-27, something kooky happens, or Mac Jones fumbles a ball late and the Bills win, and it's remembered forever. You don't think the reaction forever when people explain where were you have to say your wedding, and then you don't think people are going to go, how could you be at a wedding that night? You no, know, I mean, you could probably say this the same way back at me, but I feel like your life is okay is the same in either way, whether you're in front of a TV watching that game or you missed it at a wedding. I don't think how that changes your life at all. Well, very clearly, several people who I had never even met before agreed with me. No, I know, and that was my next point about the wedding. When you won the brouhaha, a lot of people said, Finally, Sean gets a win. Finally, Sean wins. As I should. And we were, that was the day after, basically, you had been outside, shirtless, losing a bet. Correct. Yet somehow it felt when people said, finally, Sean wins, that you always win because instead of showing up at the wedding and people smacking you in the face and going, I can't believe you made fun of your cousin in law's shotgun wedding. You went there, and you were like Mel Gibson and Braveheart leading a legion of people into battle who had rallied behind you because you had to watch Raiders, Bengals, and Bills, Patriots. Which is despite all of my flaws as a human being, all of my flaws— Nice shirt, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Educationally, all of my flaws fashionably, one thing that anybody, no matter what, and no matter how crooked and evil and— Dirt baggish I can come across to Rob and Vieira. One thing is certain. I'm a man of the people. And the people saw that on Saturday night at this wedding. And I saved many of their weekends. Yeah. I saved it. I think literally you have a blue collar on right now. I can't tell if that I, was black and it's faded it's or if it is faded. navy blue. It's probably it's, faded. It's a bluish collar. And either way, I mean, that is, that's you. Okay. You are Mr. Blue Collar. So now, podcast. now that we tackled that, let me just ask you. Because this came up on Tuesday show and you brought it up. Marie in Denver, at Bittersweet Marie, please trash Mraz's shirt today. Can't anyone help this poor man dress? Hashtag love the DA. Are those maggots? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ouch. Want to describe what you're wearing? I would describe it as a shirt with buttons on it that is from The Gap that I don't understand what's wrong with it. I think when Marie tweeted earlier, the top two buttons were undone, and so it was kind of maybe hanging. Maybe your your, your chest was hanging out a little bit. I don't think you had that top button buttoned. All right, but even so. Did you just button that now? I've been playing around with it all morning. Okay. 
because I look down. Okay, like I get it. Sometimes I feel like there's a little too much chest hair. I get a little cold up in the chest, but give me a break. Oh, I can't unbutton the top button now. Otherwise, I'm the worst dresser in the world. No, is that does that have pinstripes? Is that fade faded pinstripes? Slight, subtle pinstripes. Yeah, Moist Pork was another guy too the other day. Oh, I'm shocked. Mraz wore a suit to the wedding. What? What do these people think I am? A heathen? Of course I wore a suit to the wedding. I don't just show up, lift my ass cheek, and then throw on a Tanaka jersey at a wedding. Well, you what do is do it? Is that this what often. I give off? Maybe not at a wedding, but I guess that's... <laughs> you have always said you'd prefer to dress comfortably at work if we would allow you to wear sweatpants. This is not my rule. This is a company rule. If they would allow you to wear sweatpants at work, you would be more productive. I do believe that because I would I would feel comfortable. I wouldn't be always worried about if my button's going to burst. Yes. You know, this is a, this is a nice shirt. It's a decent shirt. Not okay. bad. What are people looking for me out of, of clothes? I mean, because I wear a, a button down now. All right. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a bad angle right now. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'm sitting. I'm uh, again. Some slouch going this on. This is uh, pounds of tenderloin and sesame. Yeah. I had a bad day. I haven't exercised in a couple of days. You're getting a bad angle right now. Yeah. For what the viewers were seeing, shirt. Whether it's unbuttoned, button, I'm throwing on a decent collared shirt. By the way, I'm doing this on two and a half hours sleep following the Rams and Cardinals you are. game. You are. What are people looking for? I mean, I'm called a slob when I just wear a t-shirt. Now I wear a button-down. Oh, somebody teach me a dress. Are people looking for tuxedos in the radio business? Like, what are they looking for? I was it Donna who I wrote think the so. tweet, and I don't think Marianne, maybe whoever it was. I I think, and I don't want to put words in in her mouth or in her Twitter account, whatever. And I don't think Da mentioned this. I might suggest an iron before putting the shirt on. Maybe that's what she saw on Twitch. The shirt's a little wrinkly. Sure. That would be my... The shirt by itself is fine. In fact, and I like the shirt with the pants. I would wear what you are wearing, but I would have run an iron over it last night. This is going to sound... It is an excuse. It's reality. Okay. Actually, it's a multi-level excuse. I'm just going to give you before we get out of here. Number one, I don't know why... For whatever reason, I'm really bad at ironing. I really am. I could run an iron over. I feel like I did a good job, and then it's still like a random line. I don't understand That how. might not be you. I, irons are not as good as they want you to believe they are, yeah. but they're still helpful. They're, okay, I get it. They're helpful. To think I'm a bad ironer, and my wife will be the first one to tell you, she's worse. Like, I have to iron her clothes. Like, she just she excels in so many levels of the household that that is one where she just... I'm the iron guy, and if I'm the best our team's got, <laughs> it ain't good. So, right. when you consider that, now you need to consider a couple other things. Upon home renovations right now, we have a, a nice walk-in closet in our new bedroom. Each of my It's only a three-bedroom. Each of my daughters have their closets in their room. There's a kind of packed-in coat closet I have next to my kitchen. Other than that, there's not a closet where you can hang clothes. Now, okay. The reason I say this, unlike many who might be able to leave their house at 6, 7 in the morning, when we're leaving at 3.30 or 4 in the morning, as some of us do, some of us sometimes earlier, I am in a spot where I can't ruin my wife's day at work by making a ton of noise and waking her up and waking the kids up. I got a sleuth. Alarm goes off. Jump in the shower. Let's go. I got to get out the door. There's not many places for me to be hanging shirts to grab them and go. I can't go back into my closet. I can't go to my kids' room. So what I do is I end up just folding it after it's already ironed and I stack my clothes just so on the kitchen counter and that's how I get dressed in the morning. So, I mean, I have the same timing thing. So what I do is I iron the night before. Mm-hmm. The shirt goes back on a hanger. And where do you hang it? On a doorknob outside my bathroom. So when I go into okay. the bathroom, I bring it in with me and then I shower and get dressed in the bathroom and then I walk out the door okay. doing the same thing that you do to so not wake anybody else so up. So maybe that's an adjustment that I need to... To, to consider what ends up doing is I take out my jeans, my underwear, myself, whatever, and I kind of just yeah. I stack it up with my work bag. Like we end the night by the that's on the kitchen counter because it's you know by my door and I that's how I leave. So I'm folding shirts after I've ironed them, and I understand that's not the best. Look. But like, so that's your problem. You think that was her problem? With me that I had an iron shirt. That was my thought. What I had seen you before Da read the tweet. I saw the wrinkly shirt. To be, if I'm being honest. Okay. So that was my thought Whew. when DA read the tweet that it was about that. But, okay. I mean, maybe she's getting the angle that I'm getting now, too, and that was not doing any help. Yeah, and again, this is the reason for the fat journal, too. I need to fit in some clothes. But it's a matter of, you know, 
look, if you want to call me, when I break out a nice shirt and now it's too wrinkly or too unbuttoned for you, and you're going to get the bad stuff soon, too. You, look, I discourage quickly. So, so tomorrow see. your Rerudo t-shirt's coming out? No, no, no. I'm still kind of in hoodie season, though, too. It's very easy. Hoodies are the best. It's very easy to put on a hoodie where you, you don't overly look slobby if they're clean. It's warm, but you're going to get a lot of that for me now. Do we have a time for a follow-up question along sure. these closing? So sure. I, I was not here still during this past summer, still working from home. Right. You were here. Correct. With our new boss, new regime. What are we thinking about shorts? Because they oh, were taboo I'm, under the previous boss. Can we wear shorts here to work when it's warm soon? Okay. So I got this vibe. I still really didn't, although I did elect to do it twice. Okay. I think our hours help because we're here early in the morning. There's definitely a more laid-back approach to it, but they also have to be, like, clean, khaki shorts. Sure, right. Which, by the way, I think—and days justify, right? If it's a 72-degree day in the summer, you get those, all right, put on a pair of jeans. There's a lot of days where it's 90 degrees in August where it doesn't matter how much—you're just hot. You feel like your legs are trapped. Yeah. And a lot of times, a nice pair of khaki shorts can look better than maybe jeans that haven't been washed a couple times. This has always been my point. Why are, like, workout pants acceptable because they're pants? Right. When you have nice jeans that maybe you even ironed the night before and a polo shirt on top, you look nicer than the guy who's here in a T-shirt and workout pants just because his pants or his legs are covered. It's okay. It's not a good rule. And in the history of professionalism. Yeah. Who has ever saw a pair of shins and gasped? Agreed. And you know, by the way, our boys, BT and Tiki, who are now here middays with us, you know they're wearing shorts. There's no way. So Uh, if they're doing it, I think we can. And I think it's also become one of those things, Bogus, and it's interesting. I think if it's very hot, you could probably make the call, and you got to look clean cut, and it's got to look right. I don't think you're going to get a lot of flack, but I also don't think it's a movement you go out of your way to ask first. I think it's— Oh, no, you just—what's the, what's the thing? You uh, ask yes. for forgiveness and permission? Right. I'm doing that. I think that. you just do it. Yeah. I think if somebody really has a problem with it, it almost comes across as, like, they look foolish by having a— po- Like, you know, especially if it's like a hot day, you know? 90 degree. oh you're going to kill me for wearing shorts on a 90-degree day? But it's interesting. It's, it's definitely something worth tracking. But you can't also can't—because <laughs> our boss— Spike one day had jeans on that had like patches on them, and one of them said Puma, the shoe company, right. but it was like across his like crotch, crotch, yeah, and he had crotch patch. Like I can't. My first thought would be like, you have Puma crotch pants. I want to wear shorts. I feel like that's a fair trade. But he's also the boss. You can't throw that back at him, even though he seems to be opening the door to a more relaxed wardrobe, which I certainly would applaud him for. Again, my brain is kind of mush right now, as yeah. you mentioned, lack of sleep. I feel like I saw our new boss's shins during the summer. I'm sure you did. I'm fairly certain. He seems like a shorts guy. Because I think that's what led me to also wear shorts once or twice as well. And I still kind of like felt weird about it because I was still feeling him out, so I didn't fully do it. But I certainly did. I know I did. Well, I know he listens, so I'm sure we'll have an answer by like Wednesday or Thursday morning when he's downloaded this and listened to it. Well, howdy doody do, folks. Same to you and yours. You could follow you on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me at CBS. Have a wonderful weekend. Put on those shorts, even if it's cold. And if you have a wedding, I'm sorry. The Mothership PGP disconnect. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.